Hey guys, it's Amanda from Good Grief Cookie Co. And welcome to Behind the Icing. I apologize for any little background noises or my kids you can hear in the background. Just for this first part, I am never alone. <laughs> but you know what? I was able to sneak away to record with my pal Justin from Cake It With Justin. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Just Justin's a hoot. He's a lot of fun. And I wanted to interview him so you guys could kind of hear a little bit more about him and go give him a follow. Not only does he have um, his Instagram, Cake It With Justin, where he has his cookie and cake nights, but he also has his own podcast, which he'll talk about a little bit during our, well, you'll, you'll hear it. Okay. So here it is. Hey, Justin. Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? You know, girl, pandemic, plague, um, I have gas. I don't know what else there could be. It's, it's kind of a crazy time. You know what I mean? I'm it just is. hanging in there. It is. <laughs> but luckily, so, I'm on, the, I'm on the, uh, the phone with you, which I didn't know Anchor has this option. You're, you're make, you're, this is a whole learning experience for me. Oh, have you been recording? <laughs> and just so people who are out there listening, I'm going to introduce you. Justin's going to introduce himself and all that. But just really quickly, he has his own podcast, in which we'll talk about that too. But how have you been recording your podcast? Because I know you use Anchor. Through, through Zoom. Oh. And I just feel really dumb for doing that because the audio sounds amazing on this platform and meanwhile i'm on zoom and it's like so 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 clack 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 wait it's like my wi-fi is messed up it's a <laughs> it's a mess <laughs> yeah i you know and just i you'll hear the the plugs that i do for anchor at the beginning of this but i just to plug it again <laughs> right hello I, yeah i like anchor i like um i do it on my phone or i have it on my ipad also um but yeah it's super easy you know <laughs> i can look like whatever I want to look like nobody can see me <laughs> oh my gosh that's so you know, nice face for podcasting so <laughs> <laughs> so <love> it. perfect <laughs> but no we did talk about doing another special um podcast episode um oh I brought the the topic up to you and I don't want to do that so um we'll do that uh that one we'll have to record like via zoom Oh, okay. So you're going to give them a little teaser. So you're yeah. so, so we have something in the works is what we'll say. Yes. Yeah. That's called a cliffhanger, people. <laughs> so Justin, I just kind of want to, I, I had asked you to come on the podcast today because I think you're super interesting. First of all, I think you're very talented. You're very creative and just, you have so much personality. And oh, thank I, you so much. I don't typically have people on. I've actually never had somebody on just to talk to them about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and you found the right one. <laughs> you always, found them. I always give people an opportunity to share about themselves before we actually like touch on the topic that we were going to talk about. But when I wanted to have you on, I was like, there's a lot of things I, I would, you know, would like to ask you, like your opinion on. Um, I know you've been on Food Network. What? what? <laughs> Shh, we don't talk about that. But, uh, I, I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to want to talk about that. But I actually do want to talk about it. I, I want to exploit that opportunity for as long as I can. And I'm going to keep that Food Network logo on everything. Better believe it. Until they're like, when were you on? What year? And I'm just like, remember, remember back in the days I was on the TV? <laughs> I was on there BC before Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ashley a shirt for um, her birthday and it says as seen on Food Network. Oh, uh, one of those two. I'm, I'm really close to that point. Yeah, I'm really close. But you know what? Nowadays, you get called out for for the pink hat. I do. I get called out for the pink hat a lot. So if you have something you wear just all the time, always, forever, every day, you never change it up. As soon enough, it becomes this thing that you're like known for. And I did it by accident. But here we are at Smart and Final, and some guy goes, "Are you that cake guy on the, <laughs> on the TV? You, you, you do the cupcakes and the, the things and the pastry." It's like, wow, I, I did not know I would reach a man like that in my career. But here we are. <laughs> So if it's something that you wear every, you know, all the time, then my messy unwashed hair, that should get me noticed, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the wrinkles under my eyes and all. All right, cool. <laughs> Listen, distinction matters. And I think that the imperfections we have make us beautiful, don't you? Uh, yes, absolutely. 
So I, I might just not color my gray hair for a little bit longer then. Leave it out. And you know what? Make it even grayer. Just let these bitches have it. You know what I mean? Like we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. Dad bod is in. Beach bod is out. Um, and we're letting the grays grow. Okay. Get into right? it. Right. <laughs> I can do it to my husband. I, I would feel too bad. <laughs> I understand. I understand. See, I don't have anyone to get pretty for except for the people on Instagram live. And even that I'm pretty much just like held up with some tape and some chicken wire on the back of my shirt <laughs> for two hours. And then everything just flops like Cinderella. <laughs> Turn back into a pumpkin, huh? <laughs> Girl, pumpkin spice latte. That's what I turned into. <laughs> Just a puddle after it. Because, you know, what we do, it's so hard to to navigate this pandemic. And I've, I you know, I teach classes. And you know, every, for the people that know, I, I used to teach them at a restaurant. And it was going really great. We had like 70 people at one point. And now because of the pandemic, I was freaking out. I was like, do I... You know, what's the next thing for me? Is it over? And I was kind of just expecting that. And, um, you know, people were like, no, we still, we miss you. I want to do something. We could do it and socially distance at the same time. So I was, um, you know, I was really hesitant at first because I didn't see how it would all work out. But here we are now, um, months into the pandemic. And, and we've created this unique little product called Cookie Night Live, which is... <laughs> It's a Facebook live uh, event, Instagram live for the most part in the beginning, where like half of my body is showing and I just, you know, I do my gig for two hours online and I always call myself a, a cam girl now. I'm just shaking my cakes for, <laughs> for money. It's so, it's so creepy sometimes because I'm just like on the other end of a screen, I don't see anybody, but you know, you have to, you have to shift your perspective. And if anything, the pandemic really got me to think on my feet. That's good. That's good that you were able to find something to to take that place of, of, of cake night, which I feel like is kind of getting ahead of, of everything, because I want you to explain a little bit more about how cake night came to be. Oh, yes. Um, which I'm so bummed. We did not. I, I say we, me and Ashley, we had planned on going I to know. cake night, so we didn't get to go to one. Understandable, because when it was its height... It was a really, when it was in person, it was a really difficult ticket to get in Bakersfield. And I just, oh, yeah. I, I don't know how that happened. But yeah, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. If, if the question is, how did it all get started? It started like every single thing in your, in your house, you know, on a whim, looking for an extra dollar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a server at Olive Garden, you know, just passing out never-ending breadsticks and I was enjoying that job. It was out of college. I was kind of just carefree for the moment. But, um, you know, I wanted a little extra change and I wanted to do it with something that I had done before. And I've been cake decorating since I was 15. So, you know, <laughs> rewind two years, I, I was working out of the garden and I was basically like, well, I have nothing to lose. Let me teach a little class. And it was something I was really hesitant with because I didn't think that people wanted to learn what we do. Because for the most part, it's really technical. It's difficult to understand. And if you're like a cookie decorator like me, you get really in your head and you want to be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So I want, I, it was hard for me to be like, oh, let's just all have fun and do it. And hopefully you're perfect. Cause that's what I was wanting everyone to be was perfect. And, uh, you know, I had to relinquish that power because when I did my first class, it was with my mom's friends that she wrangled in and my sister Megan's friends that she wrangled in. I didn't have anybody that wanted to do a cake decorating class. So, I, I cleared a table in my mom's kitchen and all these uh, women came over, like seven of them. Mind you, this has been my tribe since I was 15. You know, I took my first cake decorating class at uh, a cake decorating store here in Bakersfield, Cake Crafters. And it was me and six other women, like Hispanic women in their 40s. And I just like, I felt like that was my group of people. I don't know. <laughs> it just was like the people that embraced me. Yeah. So here I was all this time, uh, fast forward to a class teaching these people. And it really humbled me and reminded me how much fun this is to other people. Because for me, it was very serious. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I respected and I really cherished about myself. But then I saw people just have fun with it and really enjoy the process. And so it got me to kind of be relaxed with it and to see that they get fulfillment, which gave me fulfillment. So from then on, um, it was you know, that class. And then I taught another one in the kitchen and then we took it outside and we said, let's move it over to a coffee shop and see what it would be doing there. And, and then I bumped it up to 18 people or 13 people or whatever. And we did this really cool shark week cake. It was, uh, I prepared all these cakes. I prepared all of the turntables and everything. I got everything together. 
and the coffee shop charged me like 200 bucks or whatever to rent the space. And it was awesome, successful, great. We did it in July. Everyone sweated to death. I mean, you know, obviously <laughs> you have to have your horror stories along the way. Right. And, and then um, I wanted to make it bigger. <laughs> Just, I couldn't stop. So I was like, <laughs> I want to do it with 30 people now. Do you think we could do it with 30 people? Because to me, that seemed like a, like a pretty cool, big size class. Right. And then um, we did that at 1933. They invited us over and said, you can, you can, uh, play with the space and see what you think. And then we can make it a regular thing if it's successful. And not only was it successful, it, it sold out every class for two years at 1933. And it was at maximum 70 people in each class. That's amazing. Crazy girl. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, I wake up in nightmares being like, how did this all happen overnight? And what do people get out of this? Because, you know, it's, you get a lot of self-doubt along the way too. You know, it's, it's a really, it's a mind trick. I bet. I bet. Yeah. But how cool. That's yeah, I, I just would see your posts and it just looked like so much fun. And not to like downplay just the fun of going to like a cake class, but I think the majority of it is is you, people going and you make it fun. I found that out, but I I love what I do, which got people interested in in the class. I think because I had so much passion for it and I I learned that to not take it so seriously brought a lot of joy to other people because then that gave them the space to have fun with it and to play around and, and to kind of, you know, loosen up a little bit. You know, I, these events were always at night and the bar was open. And let me tell you something, nobody gets drunker than a suburban housewife at a paint, <laughs> at a paint night or a cake night. <laughs> Girl, it was on like Donkey Kong they were having there. <laughs> <laughs> they were having their Moscow mules, honey. Ooh, they were having their wine. And it was just fun. And, and, I, and then I got really entranced in it, too, because it, it was this, like, evening out kind of gig. And everyone got to just relax. And, and, and then it became, like, this safe space for me to be genuinely myself, which is just wanting to crack jokes and, you know, have a drink with people that I like. Mm-hmm. So then it, it, it was just sort of like a, it became like an environment, a space for fun. And we're trying to keep that going with Instagram Live. And luckily, everyone's on for the ride, you know? Right. Well, I'm glad you're getting, you know, success with that. That's great that you're able to carry that over. You mentioned that you've been making cakes and stuff since you were 15. Do you want to kind of go back and talk about that, like where that started? Oh, man, that was, that was a really complicated part of my life. I started cake decorating when... I was diagnosed with kidney failure. <laughs> I laugh because it's so ridiculous how in those moments of really dark times, you find something to get you out of it. You know, That's you find exactly this. How I started, yeah. Really? I mean, not with kidney failure, but, but yeah. But something. Started. Now, how did you start? I have to know. I, I actually started making cookies after a miscarriage. Oh I was gosh. home um, on bed rest and I watched um, Haniella on YouTube. And I love Haniella. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, why not? Why, <laughs> you know, why not try something? I need something right. to do, something to get my mind off of all of this. And uh, have you told Haniella that, that she inspired your baking journey? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still pretty not well known. So I doubt she would ever see like anything I were to say. <laughs> Oh, she would see that message for sure. That's beautiful. That's yeah. so cool. So so then when you started cookie decorating, did you think you'd spend this much money on supplies? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm a firm believer, and I tell people this all the time. You don't have to spend a ton of money sure. uh, to get started. Like when, no. I, when I watched Taniela's videos, she used to use Ziploc baggies. She didn't oh, use Ziploc bags work. and all that. That's how I started too. I started the same in Ziploc bags. I kid you not. <laughs> That's true. And, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who struggles with being brand loyal when I genuinely think if it works, it works. I'm totally of that space of mind, too, because if I have a if I have a scribe tool, it doesn't matter if it has intricate silicone beads on it or not. <laughs> you know, it, right. me, it's right. But, you know, I, I love I love the, the luxury and the opportunity to have these things. If I get if you get to have it, they're your little treasures. And as cookie decorators, we cherish those things. Right. Right. Especially <laughs> if it had been made by a friend. Like right. somebody sends you something and they're like, oh, we made this. And it's like, oh, I love it. And in Mine the beginning, 
<laughs> hello you know and just put it put it in the back with the others <laughs> haul it in the back and meanwhile everyone in the house is looking at you like what the hell are you doing something else <laughs> oh by the way i remember looking at your amazon video where this if you guys haven't seen it you need to go back i know i'm sure your listeners have seen this but this is where uh my memory goes back to you when you <laughs> did that was it a tiktok or just a video on instagram no, just on instagram and that's actually kind of a funny story how i started <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I need to hear it though. But um, so going back to the 15 year old, I uh, supplies for my mom. So she was a cake decorator before, but it's not necessarily something that. I wanted to do. Yeah, it wasn't something I was interested in. I fell into it because I was taken out of high school at the time at 15 because I was really immune compromised still am kind of which is why i'm super afraid of what's going on mm -hmm. but um you know it was an opportunity for me to stay home and to focus on myself but as a 15 year old with your raging thoughts and your your freakish emo behavior you're like <laughs> you're like going crazy so my mom and i went over to the cake supply store just to check things out and they had this little sign on the door saying we have a, a cake class and i signed up for it it was a wilton class and i just had a wilton feature on instagram and i told them that some of my first classes were with wilton and i i'm wow. a wilton school dropout actually i never finished the course <laughs> but it inspired me to to keep it going and at the time ace of cakes and cake boss was on tv so i was like <laughs> super into it i was super into it because it became i noticed that at that period it wasn't just about cake decorating because um, if you think about Cake Boss and Ace of Cakes in any Food Network competition, they never won any challenge ever. Mm -hmm. In the early cake competitions on Food Network, they never won any episode. So to me, it always reminded me of just like, oh, I don't have to be the best at this. All I have to do is be entertaining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, I took that in the back of my head and I thought about that. But, you know, then life hits you and... Uh, fast forward at, to 21 and I moved to DC for a couple of years to work on a degree in what? Not kicked up, reading social work. <laughs> and I love that. And when I heard you say that in before, like, I love that, that that was something that you had a heart for. Not that you don't have a heart for it now. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but no. I, oh, absolutely. And it stays in the back of my mind. It's like your, your little cape that you can take on and off. And um, I like to think it's, it's always in the back of my mind, kind of guiding my thoughts. I hope it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from then on, I was even working in bakeries. During college, I was still working with uh, this place called Fancy Cakes by Leslie in Maryland and uh, just kept it going. It was always it was always in the back of my mind that I was going to do it. But I had to get the plan B. You know, parents love getting, you know, they want a second plan for you. as a, if, you're, if they have a kid, they want you to have, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan whatever. Mm -hmm. And plan B was a social work degree. Plan A in the back of my mind was to become a cake decorator. I think I think about that a lot. And I got the social work degree just to be safe. But I really knew that this was something that I wanted to do. So came back from college and uh, <laughs> worked at Olive Garden. <laughs> and just, just kept making... Yes. I always wonder if I ever saw you there. Like, you know how you like meet people and you're like, I wonder if we ever crossed paths before. <laughs> Maybe. I was the sweaty. I was like, you know what I mean? It was just, a, it was a crazy chaotic job. Anybody that works at Olive Garden, shout out to you. Anybody who's a waiter out there, we love you because uh, it's a lot of work. It's really stressful. It was not a job for me. I think I only worked there six months before I gave it the boot. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was, it was the, the binding period in my life between uh the college degree which I wasn't sure if I was going to manifest into something and then cake it with Justin so I was on my I was really on a like a on a tipping scale of where I was going to go in my life after that and I'm I'm like I'm shocked it was it worked out for me like it did right and look look how amazing it's become you so you have you started making cakes and then you actually worked at a bakery, right? Or more than one, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've worked at a girl. I'm a frosted too. I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around. If you have a dollar, I have a talent. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, I've worked at every bakery. I've worked at Gave Me Some Sugar. I've worked at Tastries. I've worked, I've worked at, uh, oh gosh, I've worked at Cookies Couture. Do you remember that old place? I do. Yeah, it was it was the old cookies by design. Yeah. And I was obsessed with cookies by design. Obsessed. I would go through their catalog online and just look at all their stuff and see how they decorated it. See, you were be you were meant to do cookies too, like from Right. <laughs> right. 
So you you worked at different bakeries. You started Cake Night. You've been on Food Network. Do you want to touch on that? <laughs> the Food Network thing is is the the wildest element about this because I was I was doing Cake Night as my like as my job. It was it for the first year. It it boomed. So I left Olive Garden and I just kept Cake Night going every week. Boom, 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 not stopping. And in the height of that, I was pulling out a lot of posts on Instagram. I was, I was taking pictures of the classes. I was taking pictures of my cake work and everything. So these Food Network producers are out here. And anybody listening, if you, are, if you want to get on the show, just know, keep that Instagram going if that's your ambition because they're out there looking. They're out there watching and seeing what you're posting. Because I was not a cookie decorator. But here I am <laughs> doing my little cake thing, and they email me saying, "Do you want to? Uh, do you have time to to call us for a little application thing for the Food Network?" And it was for the Christmas Cookie Challenge. I had never seen the show, I had never heard of the show, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Pioneer Woman's the judge." Okay, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I I auditioned, and of course they were like, "Justin, we love you, but they're gonna be great TV. We you're gonna kill it." And then you know they're hyping you up like that, like crazy. And then uh, they were like, "No, send us twenty pictures of cookies." And girl, I hadn't even I don't even have I don't even know if I had a picture of a chocolate chip cookie at the time. <laughs> I don't know. It was not something I had ever been working on. You know, I was mostly just doing cakes. So I maybe had one or two cookie pictures. I sent that to them. I said, you know what? The rest are coming. I have to look through my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, tur- I close the phone and I-, I look at my mom and I'm, go- I'm like, mom, get the oven to 350. I got to start rolling out some cookies. <laughs> I, I got to look for a recipe. I got to make this happen because if I, if, because, you know, at that time I was, I had an opportunity to go to Google and teach a class for engineers. My sister Hannah was pregnant with her twins. Um, this is just after she uh, um, had a miscarriage. And it was a huge moment in my life to be at the height of cake night. Google was calling and my sister was pregnant and the Food Network was asking for these cookies. So here I am at night rolling out millions of cookies trying to decorate them in different like halloween christmas (laughs) fall i was trying to do whatever and i didn't i was so stupid to think that like the reason why they were calling was because they wanted me to be that newbie (laughs) (laughs) so and i think in the back of my head i knew i just wanted to take that opportunity because i wanted to see what reality tv was like and lo and behold i got on the show and um and then I did, as soon as they said, you're going to be on the show, I had to leave for Google the next day. And that day, my sister also had her babies. Insane. The wildest moment in my entire life. That's so cool, though. Oh, gosh. But you know, when it rains, it pours. It, right. and you, have to, you have to be ready for those blessings when they hit you and not say no to anything. I think that's like the biggest lesson. That's a good point. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, where was I at that? So the Food Network, gosh, I mean, it all happened so fast. You get there, you get to Hollywood, which is not even really Hollywood. You get sent to like Pomona, wherever they film. And, <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, um, they put... I'm in Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just drive you back to LA and then back to Bakersfield. They're like, here we are, we're ready to film. But um, yeah, they don't film in Hollywood. Y'all, there's no like gorgeous little like red carpet as you walk in. Although where we filmed was the same space they recorded the office in or they oh, filmed the office. Yeah. And I got to see the stairway now, that now I hate one you. of the, I mean, you hate me. I do. Okay. And, and the, you should hate me more because I had never really been like a super fan of the show. So I didn't get to embrace it. Unrecord. Un- right. Leave message. <laughs> Leave recording. <laughs> New podcast. But I, do this. <laughs> but, but since the, since the um, airing of the show and getting to know what it was like and knowing all the points of the building that were iconic, like Michael being at the top of the roof, I saw the roof. Um, I saw the parking lot where Meredith got her pelvic bone broken. <laughs> You're aware that's like that is my favorite show, right? Like, I know it's your favorite show. Oh I'm trying God. to like, I'm trying to remember all of the th- the the Office references right now, just to to make amends for what I what I said earlier. I know everything about this show. I've seen all the episodes that should do something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And um, we filmed it in February and, or yeah, I think it was February and um, they told us to wear Christmas stuff. So that's always weird. We were like, okay, it's February, but I'm going to wear this Christmas sweater (laughs) and I'm going to, I'm going to walk in and say Merry Christmas. Meanwhile, they're like, you know, you have to pretend everything. And 
Um, I think the craziest thing was that when I got there, I was sequestered the, the day after everyone got there. So all of the, the other three contestants that were on my episode, they had already flown in basically at, to the same airport and were met at the shuttle with each other. So they had a whole day to get to know each other. And I got um, my ride into LA the next day. So they had all night to get to talk to each other. And I was the mystery person. So when I got in the van the next morning to get to the, to get to the office building where we were going to film Christmas cookie challenge, um, they, they were asking me a million questions. It was really, it was really, really scary. And that whole day you have to kind of just sit backstage because you have to do tapings for the, the little narration bits, you know, while you're in the kitchen, they also want you to like give narration. So the whole reason they do, you in the kitchen and then you in the, you know, the little bungalow where they do the narrative parts is to kind of make you the narrator for what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah. And the wildest part is when you're in there with the producer and they're asking you questions like what happened. Uh, they also give you a couple different sentences to say. So they'll be like, okay, now we want you to say, I can't believe she did that. <laughs> and like, and, and, and like two different tones, give us a sassy tone and then give us a serious tone. And I was like, Miss Thing, I don't know even who she is and what did she do? But you know, I was going to give him some TV. So I, I said, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she hurt me the way she did that thing that one time in that place. <laughs> and filmed it, lost terribly uh, in the first round. I look back at you it and robbed. I still, I, st I was robbed. Yeah, I was, ro no, I wasn't robbed. You know what though? The place where we were uh, filming, I was thinking I was going to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was it was a wild experience, too, because that day I was also like deathly ill. I got the oh, flu from my parents the couple of days before. So when I got there, of course, I was throwing up and feeling sick and I had a temperature. But this was pre-COVID. So they were like, do you want a Tylenol? Do you want do you want we have water bottles? <laughs> I should have told them, no, I'm going home. I don't want to film this. <laughs> I need a doctor. <laughs> but it was so much fun and we got to watch it as a family together and everyone got to be around me and, and give me lots of love and I loved it and you know I, I I took that opportunity and I ran with it because the news were calling they were like oh we, we, we heard you're on the show and this was before it aired so I was like oh yes you never know I might be the winner Ooh. <laughs> like, just, just really giving them mystery girl letting them letting them have it and I then... imagine that's probably like the hardest part is afterwards where you because you record so much so early Okay, excuse me. So much earlier in the year. There we go. <laughs> yes, you film like a year before it airs. So yeah. you have to sit on that secret. But um, luckily, you have all the people that are in the group with you that you can kind of group text and, and chat with. But don't don't think for a second, I didn't tell my mom. In the Food Network, if you're listening, I, I didn't tell my mom. But I, but I told my mom. If Food Network is listening to this, could you please let me come on the show? <laughs> Get my girl Amanda on the show. What the hell y'all waiting for? <laughs> No, I did tell you. She can quarantine for two weeks in the hotel before y'all film. I know that's what they're doing. I've I've talked to one or two contestants that are waiting to film their seasons of shows. And what they're basically saying is that they're going to quarantine the contestants two weeks before filming and two weeks after. Crazy. Wild, right? That's so crazy. No, I, I talked to you, though, about that um, not too long ago. About, that is, like, an ambition of mine. Like, that's, for me, that would be, like, the ultimate, like, thing like I've I've done some pretty cool stuff nothing near, near what you've done but I've done some pretty cool stuff um but for me like that would be the the biggest thing because um you know my stepdad while he was in the hospital um it was around Christmas time um, he passed away right before Christmas but in the ICU he had Food Network on and we were watching the Christmas oh. challenge in the ICU like that to to like when he passed away that's what he'd watched was the Food Network channel and and I told oh. him I'm like I'm going to get on there. Like I, I'm, Oh, you're getting on. I'm, you know, that's my goal. And if, even if I don't attain it, I'm going to try. Absolutely. And you know, the thing about it is, is there's, there's more opportunities beyond that. Don't even make that, even if that's, you know, what you're going to get, I bet he'd be even more proud if there was another goal and you made that, you know? Right. Well, he is, he was, you know, he was a big supporter of me with, with my cookies. He used to tell me all the time, well, if you've got extra, you can, you can bring them over. I'll, I'll eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh we love our taste buy, testers out there yes he used to buy me butter from costco he'd buy the big blocks of butter from costco and he called himself my butter dealer <laughs> oh my god we should have got a shirt <laughs> oh gosh i love that so much yeah i love that there, you know there in this lifetime there are people that you just 
remember as like the ones who got you through it, your angels that kind of guided you in these moments. And I, I feel I look back and I think about how much my mom has influenced me and, and she gave me a kidney for Christ's sake. She's um, been, she's been that angel that has helped me and guided me along so much. And I, I kind of like cringe at the, at the, idea that I could never repay her before you know it's too late and I, I that's why I work as hard as I do just because I'm like really determined to to show her that everything she's given me is coming back to her you know tenfold oh I love that yeah when love the came- ones you guys have love them yeah when it came time for her to give you a kidney was she like I already gave you life like <laughs> <laughs> well let's just say this we call her little Annie the kidney and uh, my mom reminds me daily that little Annie is watching me so <laughs> what more do you need than that she's she's way past like clingy mom she's <laughs> she's crazier <laughs> and I'm almost 30 but you know what I'll take it I, if I have a supportive mom it's better than that than, better that than the opposite you know exactly exactly no that's your mom I, I you know and I always keep saying like like making reference to things that you've said on on Facebook and or not Facebook but like Instagram and stuff like I'm a super stalker but I've heard you talk about your mom before (laughs) and she seems like a really amazing person she's she's like incredibly selfless and I don't I'm not that person you know me and my ego (laughs) it's bigger than it's bigger than this this whole space and I'm I've learned so much from her to just give whenever you can and I've, I've taken that and I've ran with it, you know, doing cake night, I had to remind myself that the blessings that I have are things that I can give back to people, especially in this community. And um, she inspired me to do uh, fundraisers for, for, for veterans, for, um, for all kinds of people. And it's, um, it's been an opportunity that I, I don't take for granted, you know, to, to, to give back as much as she has. <clears throat> That's and she's, she's that lady that like, <clears throat> like, I would come to her the day before a class project is due and be like, Mom, we have to get this done. And she, <laughs> she, she'd, she'd book it in her minivan to Michael's and we'd grab everything off the shelf and we'd stay up until two. Like she's, she's that ride or die lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's anybody you want in your life, it's my mom. And um, I'm just so grateful for her. If she's listening, I love you, girl. What's your Love you. Can you, is it okay to share? Yeah, her name is Annie Fofani. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> it's Annie. Annie, uh, and she, Annie yeah, listening, Annie. your son is amazing, and you should be so proud. And I'm sure he gets it all from you. See, mom, that is coming from Amanda, and you know that it's serious, okay? So don't go crazy <laughs> the next time I pull any stunts. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh, I have this one story, too, where... I was, I, you know, back in the day, have you ever made a cookie order where you just hated them and didn't want to give them to the customer? Yes. yes. So I was, th- think about that, but change it to cake. I was making this bridal shower cake and I just wasn't in it. You know, when your mind's not in it, the cake <laughs> or the cookies will look terrible. Listen to me right now. This is good advice. If you're not in it, don't do it. Don't take the order. You know what I mean? It's That's just not. Yeah. It's just not something you want to do because it's not only going to, the customer is not going to like it. You're going to feel like you're, you're taking away from yourself and your passion and you're going to become burnt out and no one wants to be a burnt out baker, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah. I had so an order I was, for, it was cookies and they were like purple and red and yellow roses and stuff. And I was oh. like, I didn't even take a picture of them. I'm like, I'm not going to post this. Like. I'm it happens. They came out of my house, but that's exactly <clears throat> what they wanted, and they were very happy with them. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I know everybody can relate to that. It's so true. When you get a customer that that wants the craziest thing, and you're like, all right, if that's what you want, or you know, sometimes back in the day when I didn't know how to make color palettes, you know, this is me. I was just I was trying to come up with stuff, and I was trying to make things creative. But you sometimes the the art doesn't really connect with the medium and, and you still need that time to foster that talent. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't know what I was doing for this bridal shower cake. The colors were off. The design was wacky and it was leaning and <laughs> it was a hot day too. So my, so that's where it really peaked. You know, <laughs> if you're a cake decorator in Bakersfield and it's above a hundred degrees, just, just find a new job. <laughs> it's not <laughs> worth it to do it in this town. No, we got to make our our means. But listen, it's really hard. I, if you guys it, it charge extra for for uh, transportation, okay, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. 
But yeah, I, I called the lady. Actually, I, my, my mom called the lady that day because I broke down crying. and was like, Mom, I can't give her this cake. And I threw it in the trash before she even saw it, before there oh was even God. a picture taken. And my mom, I told her, I said, Mom, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm broken. I need you to call her and tell her. And this, is, this was me when I was like 18, 17. <laughs> <laughs> mom, call him and tell them I can't do it. And it's done. And I threw it in the trash and I won't be able to make another one. And and I, I'm sounding like such a, like a, like a, like stuck up in, in everything, but I, I, I'm telling you, it, it broke me down completely. And I just couldn't get out of that headspace. And she did it. She was the one and she called her that day and she said, yeah, he didn't make the cake or he made the cake and it broke. And that's that on that. And here's your money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stories we have, the right. stories we have. <laughs> Because nobody teaches you how to be a boss in this, you know what I mean? Nobody right. teaches you how to, how to exchange money, how to how to get to know clients, how to build clientele. And also, nowadays, Instagram is pretty much my other job. And that's insane. I right. don't need to work for Instagram. They don't pay me. Right. But here I am. I know. I know. I know. I feel like with during this pandemic, I have had to withdraw from Instagram oh, a lot. God. It has killed me. Like It's a I'm- lot. Yeah, is is I've got both my kids and my husband home, which is like three kids. <laughs> Honey, say it, say it. So, like, <laughs> I haven't been making my videos like I used to make. I just right, and that also goes back to just the whole pandemic thing in general, and just my headspace. And you know, yes, you gotta lay low when you need to, and right. know when to take that break. And and for me. I'm right now. I'm 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 good. I'm working on keeping the steam going. But if there's a day that I just don't want to do something, trust and believe. I don't feel like I owe anybody anything. You know. That's a good a good way to to look at it because you do you start to feel guilty. You feel like man, I have to, you know, do this or have to do that. But really, you know, it's, it's your business. You can you know, if you need to pull back and do that. Like I've I've taken breaks. I think everybody does. And uh, yeah, you do know that there might be a little bit of you know repercussion for it. In in my right. case, <laughs> more so because I took a quite a long break but um good good you know whatever the timing is of it the the break meant something to you and there was a growing process that needed to be had and you took it which means that you're smart other people who we we we, we meet along the way become cookie decorators and then overnight they're they're gone their pages deleted and you're like where'd you go it's because they burned out or they just didn't want to keep it going they, they just only were in it for a short term mm-hmm. um and if you're in it for the long term if you love doing this passion you have to know when to take those breaks right. because you don't want to ruin the one thing that got you out of that dark space. Right. You know, you owe it to that moment to, to make sure that you, to respect your craft. Right. Because you, you'll become, you'll start to, cause, and I know this from in my, in my own experience, you start to resent this thing that, that brought you out of the darkness. And then if you're not giving yourself that little bit of space and break, you're, you're taking this thing that was helping you and it's actually now working in um, the opposite direction. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) Right. But it is nice to get a, you know, uh, to have something out there that you can do to be proud of. Um, I was having this discussion with Ashley just the other day um, about how, you know, I, I just want to see my page be successful. And I feel like, I'm not seeing the success that I was, but I'm also not, I also dropped off like the face of the earth for a little while. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. have to work to rebuild that. But um, during that time, like when I would try to, to do things like it was just such a chore and it was no, longer- but it's, yeah, I was going to say, but it's up to you if you want to rebuild that, because if you're doing that, then you have to like know in the back of your head that you're going to take on all of the work of like handling the home with the kids, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> And Instagram, which I kid you not, I was talking to Borderlands Bakery on my podcast, is a nine to five job. Once you commit to it, it will see not only that, but you know how addictive Instagram is. Right? This is a whole nother issue we're talking about now. Well, that was um, me and TikTok. I deleted mine as soon as the pandemic started. I was like, I, I deleted mine too because was like, it was too much. It. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it because I was always on it. And I thought, you know, I... I, there's no way I can I can have my kids here all day long, my husband and have and just be staring at your phone. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be on my phone all day. I know what you're saying, but this is something that needed to be said because there's a lot of parents out there. We know the moms are out there too that are home that are on their phones a lot. First of all, don't feel bad if that's what you're doing because we all need an escape. And sometimes being on your phone a couple minutes in the day, not even that, more than that. Let's say that 
it's good to kind of decompress and there's Pinterest and great things that we can kind of put our time into, but just remember to cap it at some point. You know, I think that during the pandemic, we're, we're, it's not easy for us to engage or gauge how much we're spending online. Right. Because there's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's right there. You're like, well, I can't go to the movies or I can't, you know, I'm just going to sit here and look at my phone or, you know, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but you know, I'm not taking that advice, girl. I because, Right now I'm, I'm trying to put in a lot of work on my Instagram because, you know, for me, this has, this is my full-time business. So I'm having to rethink a lot of things. Right. Um, in the beginning, it was really easy to bring in the money from the classes um, and the virtual ones are doing just fine, but it's decreased how much I've normally taken in. So I'm making up that space with the podcast, with the, uh, you know, with the merch that I have on my page, with the, with, uh, with the now a chocolate chip cookie sale that I'm doing, you know, there's always little places to grab money, but it's a, it's a full-time job. And I thought I was going to be working less during the pandemic. Turns out I'm, I'm actually working more. I bet. I, I've seen a lot of people that have turned to like virtual classes and things like that. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that, but I am not like, hating on them I think that's amazing I'm so excited for these people that have found something that's worked for them during this time and I'm like right. you go like good for you like <laughs> yes I'm grateful to the people let's just say that I've I've got uh good people over at KGIT that have been supporting me since the beginning and you know I'm I'm grateful that they also get something out of this because a lot of people have confided in me that this is an opportunity for them to really decompress because for the first time, they're not kind of mindlessly scrolling through their phones. They're not, um, you know, just staring at a, at a TV screen. They're not, you know, uh, anxiety riddled for a certain amount of time. Now they get to just kind of focus their brain on the cookies, which uh, is something I think that uh, some people need. You know, even me during this pandemic, I've been baking more than I've ever baked before. Oh, I've started cooking, which I never do. <laughs> what are you cooking? I'm so hungry right now. Uh, tonight I made uh, pulled pork sandwiches in my instant. Oh my god! My instant pot and my air fryer—they're my best friends. <laughs> now I okay, we got to break it down real quick. The air fryer—I have one, and I haven't really used it to the uh, maximum ability. But I looked on Pinterest, and I'm a sucker for Nashville hot chicken, and I saw a recipe for that. Have in you the been air to fryer. the new the new chicken place in Bakersfield? The I, what is it? Is it Angry Chicks? Yes. I have. Thank you for bringing this up. I love it because it's so ratchet. It's it's like I got this thing. It was two white bread slices with chicken tenders in it. I'm like, what kind of <laughs> what kind of lunch is this? But you know, I was living my life. I love it. I love a chicken tender and white bread. I wasn't complaining. And they put pickles on it. I love pickles. Yes. <laughs> you can, if you guys are out there that hate pickles, don't eat don't eat a Nashville hot chicken then because you need the pickle. It has to. Yeah, it has to have pickles. Like, why would you eat it without? <laughs> <laughs> like, who does that? You need the pickle. That's that's what my advice is. Can you name the title of this? Do you need the pickle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so who who has the best chicken sandwich <clears throat> in Bakersfield? Amanda, the controversy. <laughs> what are people gonna think? <laughs> I, I I'm too political. I can't commit to one. I I <laughs> um I don't know. For me, I crave when I crave a chicken sandwich, I want it to be I want it to be buttery and I want it to be crispy and I want it to be salty and I want it to be just perfect. And to me, and this might be the controversy, and this is where people are gonna stop this episode. <laughs> um <laughs> the Popeye's chicken sandwich is genuinely the best one, period. Agreed. And I am hardcore. Love wow. I love Chick-fil-A, but I tried the, the Popeye sandwich and I'm like, okay, no. Yeah. Popeye's. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and we've talked about this too. Not only is Popeye's great, but they have the best desserts. Yeah. Did you see that they're sold out right now though? With their blue of what? cheesecake. Oh, that sounds so good. I've had that one, but they also have this like red velvet cup. <laughs> Girl, don't get me to start. <laughs> I love it. I love Popeyes. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, I don't cook. So I really have to space it out. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've eaten so much of Popeyes and, and Panda Express. I'm going to explode. I have MSG coming out of my ears. <laughs> we just <laughs> Somebody send help. Yeah, we just got a Panda Express here in Wasco, and I've been there several times. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's perfect. It's the perfect blend of sweet and salty, which is my favorite combination. Yes. Yeah, people out there listening also who do not like sweet and salty, 
I don't know what to tell you guys. There's something wrong with your taste buds. <laughs> you got to figure that out. You got to talk to someone. There's better help online. You could, there's lots of services. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be here for a lending. Uh, I can lend an ear, whatever you need. <laughs> All right, Justin. So we've talked about your past. We talked about the present. <clears throat> what are you wanting for the future? World peace. I thought you were going to say world domination. <laughs> <laughs> that's what actually that's the, the laugh goes with world domination. So I'm going to I'm going to say world domination. Absolutely. Do I want cake here with Justin everywhere? Um, I do. I want I want a lot of things for my business because I come from I come from a, a little bit in my life. I come from living um, on the mean streets <laughs> of Agate Street in Bakersfield <laughs> and I went to cyber elementary and you know I was you know bullied and I was an outcast and and then I you know I got this kidney thing going on I'm I really I really have a vengeance for life especially after almost losing it and um because of so many people that have supported me I owe it to them I think and to myself to to take this gift that I have to share with people and to to bring light and humor to things um and to keep it going so as soon as people are not interested I'm willing to to take off the pink hat <laughs> and, and and get my my serving shift back at Olive Garden but um we'll see you know we'll see I I'm I'm in it for the to win it and um I'm willing to take any opportunity you know I was just on the news again and they always ask me to be there and it's like you know nowadays I'm getting up at like 10 a.m so they call me like we want you up at 6 30 to do a, a news thing but I I say yes because as long as I'm in people's ears, you know, that's, that's the goal. So, you know, more of that. And um, uh, world peace, that's more important. I want this <laughs> pandemic over. I want to shake my ass at a club. I want to, I want to, I, you know, I want to do fun things, but you know, we got to let it, we got to let it settle. Yeah. I just want my kid to go back to school so I can have a break. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. Honey. Everybody out was... there is like hating me now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't, who's hating you? My sister was at brunch today with me and she was like, Justin, I'm really scared. She goes, I do not want to be around Ryan all that time. <laughs> <laughs> is her husband the same Ryan or her kid? Or... Her kid, her honey. Kid. <laughs> she She's having, and she, and you know, the funny, the it's crazy to me. I, we're going to end this, but it's insane to me how many parents are going to have to take on that role. And I just want every one of them to know that uh, we hear you, we understand you, and we're thinking about you. It's insane. Um, I don't know how you guys are going to do it. My sister Megan went to go and get new computer stuff for Ryan because his whole class is going to be virtual. Mm. And now she's trying to plan how she's going to do PE for him and make sure that he gets physical because um, it's important for them, you know, to keep that element going while, you know, in this and while it's happening. So it's just a lot. Yeah. And everybody, if you're listening, just take a deep ass breath because anxiety is the highest it's ever been. I'm sure for everybody. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I'm not, not looking forward to it. Um, I have a little bit of a unique difference in how my kid, my daughter, cause my son's not old enough for school yet, but my daughter, how she's going to do online schooling. Cause she has special needs she can't do traditional schooling mm. the way other kids are and so mm. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that because um this end of the school year this last year it was just a big flop it was a big mess there wow really not and I'm I hope nobody from the school district is listening well but... it's not that that's the case too but like who who would have been able to right to plan you know what I mean fast. yes yeah mm-hmm Right. Yeah. So I'm. I, I'm thinking about you, girl. I don't know how you do it. Do you drink wine? No, I don't drink. <laughs> now what? Now what is your escape? We got to know. What's the? Let the listeners know. Is um, it a? Is it an? Is it a nice crispy Popeyes? Because that'll. That's my answer. Uh, it's murder podcast. <laughs> okay, I I feel you on that. I like that. Now I I don't listen to podcasts a lot, but I do watch a murder mystery show on YouTube. Do you know who Bailey Sarian is? Shut up! I was gonna message you. <laughs> I was going to message you and ask if you her, if you watch her. Yes. <laughs> She's my everything and I'm obsessed with her and I watch it all the time. I love every episode. We're going to have to talk about this off the podcast, but uh, you guys have to check her out. She's fierce. Love it. Yes. Bailey Sarian. And then I just started watching that girl I sent you who does the mukbang mukbang. How do you, how do you... love? I don't care what you call. It. I don't know if I don't, I mean, we're, we're American, so we're going to butcher it anyway. Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, so, and uh, I, well, I don't think people know genuinely how much we love that. We should really tell them at some point that like, that's like our favorite thing to watch. Yes. Yeah. So that's, there's that. And then um, she does, she eats the food and then she does the, the murder stories, but she also has a podcast. I don't know if you knew that. 
Oh, does she have a podcast while she eats? No, she doesn't eat during the podcast. Um, she just does it um, for the YouTube channel. But she does just the story, which she's so entertaining. I love the way she tells stories because she's so animated. I love that. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to uh, send you her the link for her podcast. But anyway, yeah. So I listen to a lot of uh, true crime podcasts um, to just kind of zone out. <laughs> That's so – I mean – I, I think a couple months ago, I would have been like, what? But I totally get it. <laughs> I'm like so into it. I, it was something I was really hesitant because it's like, who listens to somebody talking about getting somebody getting chopped up into a million pieces and hiding it in the forest? And I'm just like, me, I guess that's me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> this is me now. No, I love the, like the psychology behind it. The, um, the family history, the, you start to see patterns of why certain series you you see this the patterns that serial killers follow or like how anyway any it's all that behind it is what's interesting yeah They're you're all, like i knew i knew he was gonna do that you're like you're like in on it yes mm-hmm. yeah and, mm-hmm. Brian, and he's he's into all that we watch forensic files together unsolved mysteries all that good stuff we love a good murder serial killer documentary (laughs) i love it friday night bowl of popcorn (laughs) oh yeah just pop one open listen to somebody getting chopped up yeah it's yeah i mean we can't explain to other people it's you know what i mean the only ones who who get it get it yeah but we do we will be watching something like that and then we'll be like i bet it was a husband or and then we'll like give our reason why like (laughs) oh my god that everybody's the same i get my friends over we do the same thing i love forensic files i love um what is them is it mystery uh, unsolved mysteries have you watched the new one no okay let me just say this Uh i've heard both sides of this it's nothing like the old one nothing there's no narrator it's it's more like documentary style um there's no it's just not the same experience you know, I'm into it. I'll keep an open mind just because I don't want to compare the two. It, it, you can't really make – never. You whenever can't... they do something like that part two of it, it never – it's never the same. Right, right. It's because, like, like, I like – I like um, uh, what's a part two that I liked? Oh, all kinds. But you have to just kind of go into it being like, this isn't, this isn't like one, you know? It's like Toy Story. Right. Well, I like all the Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> But Disney no, for life. Typically, like a remake of something is is never as good. Like the Karate. Oh yeah. Oh my it's god! Insane. Or Grease Two, honey. Right. I know someone who 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 lives for Grease Two, and I'm like, no. what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's good in the new Unsolved Mysteries. It's good in its own sense. But if you're like looking for that nostalgic, like old unsolved mysteries like style and feel the music at the beginning is the same they've modernized it a little bit but other than that it's completely different but it's still in its own right it's okay good i'm, I'm down yeah well we steered so far from <laughs> <laughs> listen we're not just cookie decorating is, is what we do but it's not who we are period right, right. Right. We are we are we have lots of interests, okay? I like cookie decorating. I like cookie decorating videos. I like <laughs> I have lots of interests. Cookie decorating tools. <laughs> I love cookie it all. Cookie cutters. Cookie cutters. There's all kinds of things to enjoy in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, it was a pleasure to be on your podcast. I don't think people know this, but I'm going to tell them you're going to be on my podcast yeah. and we're going to record that later. So if you guys can come listen to this, uh, my podcast is called Frost This. You can find it on Spotify here on Anchor and uh, anywhere you listen to fine podcasts. And it's basically, I think the whole premise of mine is to just b- crack open the hood of these bakers and see what inspired them to do it. You know, it's always it's always something that brought people to, to where they're at now. And mm-hmm. especially with baking, just like you mentioned with your story, everyone started somewhere. Right. And nobody usually starts by just saying, hey, let me just try this out. It's always, you know, some, some kind of something interesting in their life always happens. So I've been able to get all these stories uh, like Borderlands Bakery. She was working for a corporate job and she was tired of it. That that was her big in with baking. And she uh, she found her way through that. And then I was talking to the cake diva. And, uh, you know, she has a, she has a wild story of how she got started and it's, it's really awesome to, to hear these things. Yeah. I was just listening to that episode this morning, actually with you and, uh, Portia, right? 
she yeah Porsche is so wild I love her I, I you know I, I knew about her I mean of course everyone knows about her but um when I listened to your podcast I felt like I got such a better understanding of where she came from and what she's about and I was just like because I don't follow a lot of like cake people because I, I right. only do cookies so I was like I need to go follow her like I need to, I, I want seriously to know more about her I want to you know so because I, another thing yeah. of it too is that um, you know, in this journey, we we have this Instagram journey that we have now, and a lot of people follow us on Instagram. And they get really connected with our lives, but they don't get to see kind of the underbelly of everything, which is which is you know another part of the reason why the podcast started. That's great. I'm glad you got to bring that up because I completely forgot to bring that back up. That you have, girl. If there's anything I know, if there's anything I know how to plug, it's it's something. <laughs> it's, it's something for me. Yeah. And what else do I have to plug? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Cake It With Justin. Um, <laughs> you can go to CakeItWithJustin.com <laughs> backslash products. I'm also an affiliate for Archon Mounts. <laughs> Oh, so am I. So we're gonna delete, like, delete that part. <laughs> oh, I love it, and I'm also an affiliate for for Young Crumbs. Whatever you guys need, okay. What's <laughs> I'm out here slinging my cakes for money. What's Young Crumbs? So Young Crumbs is a company that I found that basically the the only number one reason why I I found this company was because they sell these cotton candy bits. Oh, and I. See I- that. Okay. I'm obsessed with cotton candy. So I contacted them and I was just like, oh my gosh, I love your product. I bought a bunch of shit. And she was like, oh, we have an affiliate program. And I was like, oh, I'm down. And she said, I can get 20% commission off those things. So you better what? believe it. I was on my, I was on my Instagram being like, who wants some cotton candy? <laughs> so uh-huh. I, have a, I have a like really short, funny cotton candy story since you love cotton candy. I did a cookie class. because I've, I've done a couple cookie classes. I've only done it like a handful. And then pandemic but um yes (laughs) nothing as big as yours by any means but um i i really enjoyed it but i did this fair set and it was a pig a ferris wheel and a thing of cotton candy and i did like actually put cotton candy on the cookie and it looked amazing and i was like this is so great people were like oh i love this and i had people messaging me how did you get to stay on there and i'm like (laughs) i just did i don't know um, I just used a thick icing so it wasn't too moist and whatever. So then come time for the class, I went and bought different cotton candy than I used for my sample pictures. And apparently uh-huh. it was like a lower grade kind. I don't know what, but like as soon as they put it on their cookie, it like dissolved. <laughs> and I was mortified and I'm like, I, I don't love know it. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So I was telling people because they were wanting to take pictures of their finished cookies. And I'm like, hang on, throw on some fresh cotton candy before. (laughs) (laughs) My horror story is everyone getting their kit and like 10 people not getting a white bag of icing. And this was on Instagram live. So everyone in the chat, meanwhile, everyone else got to see it. So even the the, the other public got to see it. Everyone was just like, I don't have white. I don't have white. I don't have white. Just And I was sitting there sweating like a whore in church. I didn't know what to do, girl. Oh, no. I was like, okay, we're gonna make the rainbow clouds pink. Actually, some of them made it made it yellow, and yellow clouds you don't want that. So I don't, I, you don't, you don't eat the yellow cloud, is what I heard. Right, <laughs> that and the snow. <laughs> and and listen, you guys, we have to go through these things. So if you are not going through these embarrassing moments, you are not succeeding. You are not getting to your next goal. Have you ever made like the wrong thing for somebody? Amanda, how do I put this? I've done everything you could do wrong. <laughs> Every I fell on my face so many times. I'm invincible. That's why my ego's this big. I, I, you can't break it. I I have fortified uh, myself in this business. I've done every single thing wrong. Every single thing. <laughs> All right, Justin. Well, I've had a blast talking to you, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the podcast. And oh, thank you. I can't wait for this pandemic to be over, so that we can actually like hang out in person, which is not something we've been able to do. Like, I know, just uh, just quick exchanges in the parking lot. Right, right. <laughs> if you know cookie culture, that's such a thing. It's <laughs> that's my husband. Like, I have that video that I did where he's like, I feel like a drug dealer because he would say that to me all the time. He's like, this is like a drug deal. You're like handing them the goods and they give you the money and then Listen, meet in public places. Uh, that's why I call myself a prostitute. <laughs> I, I'm out here shaking my cakes for money. I'm out here. I'm doing it. You can find me at any corner. All right. <laughs> I'm booked. Our new neighbors. I'm like, listen, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> I have a lot of strangers people, come to my yeah, house. <laughs> come into my house, <laughs> and you'll get money from them. <laughs> They're like, okay, sure, cookie lady, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I took them some cookies, so it's all good. <laughs>
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Amanda, for this. It was an awesome opportunity. Thank you so much. And um, everybody out there, I thank you for listening. And thanks, Justin. Bye. Bye. I want to thank Justin again for being on the podcast. Uh, We had a lot of fun and we have something fun planned for another episode. So he will be back. You guys don't want to miss this next one. Now on the last episode, I had asked you guys to call in and give shout outs to your cookie or friends. And I want to give you some more time to do that. So again, I will post a link on how to call in. This is your chance to say you're doing a great job. I appreciate you or whatever it is to whoever you want on the podcast you get to have your voice on the podcast. So don't forget to call in and do that. And thanks for listening. Bye. What do you want, bud? Cookie. <laughs>